2: If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it.
0: Go to Bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the
1: co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June.
3: So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed on Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet. And wow, Joseph Scribbshaw, Jennifer Landa, come on in to the Star Wars cozy cave of <laughs> the celebration.
2: Uh, the lounge area, yeah. the lounge singer area of the Star Destroyer tonight.
4: I've had a lot of energy all weekend. Superstar Destroyer. I've been singing. You have? but I mean, Not not publicly, oh. other than you count Four Center. I sing a lot to the dogs. Oh, yeah? I have a song for every mood the dogs are in. Yeah? And I just, this weekend was a good, we had a good so weekend. So it's been raining here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh,
2: do you have a, uh, will you go outside in the rain type song?
4: Uh, well, you're going to need one. Because today, if you drove by the place, won't say where, but you would have seen a man with his uh, baseball cap over a two pound chihuahua. Yeah, while not. she went to the, <laughs> to the bathroom outside.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
4: so a lot of, yeah, we'll sing it. We'll a little, it. A little poncho hat. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sing a little song. Nice. Oh song nice. Of Guys, uh, gals, cats and dogs, we're here. It is the war of the sequels today. We're going to dive in and talk about uh, the, the First Order, the Resistance. There's a lot there and a lot not defined, at least not yet. And we're going to have some fun speculating responsibly, which you can get that t-shirt at tpublic.com slash user slash 4Center. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Before we do that, though, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash 4Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. From your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yes, and we got a great suggestion Coming up here, we always like to do a Force Center Recommends, a book we think you should try on us, and uh, it's one I've been getting a lot of tweets about, and I'm sure uh, you out there are excited to give it a listen, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But as we always like to do, we like to catch up with some Star Wars adventures. We talk about Star Wars Resistance. Uh, Joseph, by the look of our social media feeds... You and I were partying this weekend. <laughs> yes. Jennifer, I don't know what you were doing. If you were drinking at home with
2: um,
5: the kid,
4: I don't know, but we had some fun.
2: <laughs> Indeed, we did. Jennifer, I, I want to hear about your adventures.
5: I was sick. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, no. yeah, my whole family was sick. And so we had a movie night and we watched this old movie, not old, from 2006, I believe it was. So old. <laughs> so old. <laughs> over the hedge
2: oh yeah <laughs> is it about
5: aging it's an animated uh, yeah uh, you know this one
4: i
2: know it's I, an
5: animated film starring bruce willis oh like, boy this is how i knew it was kind of older steve carell is like way down the roster in right. terms of talent and like all these <laughs> other you know anyways so uh the scary bear is portrayed by nick nolte
6: oh my daughter
5: was <laughs> terrified by him he was frightening and a light bulb went off oh <gasps> this is a glimpse of what he might bring yeah. to his character. You think
2: he's going to be Scary Bear on The Mandalorian? Yes,
5: yes, he's going to be <laughs> Scary bear. Space Bear. Straight scary away. Space
2: Bear. Oh my so god! Is that your way of saying he's going to be an Ewok?
5: I think he's going to be amazing. <laughs>
2: Ah, either way you slice it. I
5: was really impressed because not every great actor on screen, you know, on camera rather, is a good voice actor.
2: That's very true.
5: And I was impressed.
2: Yeah. Ah. Man, now I want to see him as an Ewok with like an Ewok that (laughs) looks like Nick Nolte. Because the Ewok's fur is normally like kind of going in the right direction. Mm. Imagine that if the fur was just going every direction, (laughs) almost unnatural, (laughs) blonde fur, flying. Eyes
4: just mad. Uh, you, take, you take you take that mugshot, Ewok. Take that mugshot <laughs> and put it in a oh uh, Photoshop it into an Ewok. Oh, we got a winner! Oh uh, oh if boy. someone hasn't done that already, please do it there. All right. Well, you feeling all right? You feeling yeah, good? Yeah, I'm feeling better. Okay. Yeah,
5: thank you. I'm on the mend. Yeah, you're on the good. mend. I'm on the mend. You're yeah. on the mend. <sighs>
4: Just uh, over the hedge is all you needed.
2: That was yeah. all I needed. Bruce Willis. <laughs> starring
5: Bruce Willis.
2: Oh, mid-2000s.
4: Vitamin Bruce. Yep. <laughs> nice. There's that one, what's the, op- Is I think it's called Open Season around the same time. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Westerberg from Minnesota, Minneapolis yeah. area. There, uh, Joseph, as you know, from the replacements, and he did the he did the soundtrack. Oh, and it's, so he released the soundtrack, and it is like an original Paul Westerberg album, a grumpy rock and roller doing this little animated kids That's movie. something so funny. that you yeah. might enjoy. Yeah. Right, yeah.
5: Ben Folds did "Over the Hedge." There we go. There you go. It was a thing. Some
4: alt <laughs> rock, some adult album or- oriented rock and roll for you all. There, uh, Joseph, you uh, you like me. And vibed a little bit. I did. I had some drinks uh, at some places. Uh,
2: and, uh, yeah, my wife and I watched Solo, uh, which mm. was a really nice. That I, well, I watched the disc finally, but then I set uh, Netflix to play it, so it felt like there was a view on right. the <laughs> Netflix algorithms. Uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, that Adult Swim show that I've worked on finally yeah. premiered on Sunday uh, night, Sunday going into Monday at midnight, and there was a, a fun premiere party. Great. And everybody enjoyed watching it, Uh, all the people who worked on it, the writers and the animators and all that. Uh, Same production house, uh, animation house that's working on Galaxy of Adventures, Mm. so that was really cool to talk to some people there about Galaxy of Adventures. Right. uh, All very excited about its reception there. Uh, The most fun part of the evening, the weirdest part, was uh, at the end of the show playing on Adult Swim, it just came up of Tigtone. Is sponsored by DiGiorno Frozen Pizza. <laughs> and I was very happy, but the whole room erupted in cheers. It was like everyone who's worked on this show just <laughs> loves frozen pizza. Like I do. Like, yeah.
6: Oh, so then I, I went at funny. like,
2: uh, is that like by 1 a.m. then? I yeah. went, to, went to Ralph's, got a DiGiorno pizza. It's They're going to support the show I wo- worked on. I'm going to support
4: them. <laughs> what was that decision like? At one <laughs> in the morning. Real easy. Real easy? Real easy. Real
2: easy. It, just, it felt right. It felt like destiny is calling. Sarah, like we're going in.
4: Day. We're going to Ralph's. We're getting a pizza. Yeah. He's oh like, <laughs> yeah, I
2: heard it calling. You know, <laughs> the belonging I need was
4: ahead of me. <laughs> you get forced, not forced visions, frozen pizza visions. <laughs> frozen pizza no, visions. Respect that. Yeah, That's good. yeah. So Ticktone is out and about. Like, people can watch. Ticktone is out
2: and about. Uh, yeah. And my episode will air in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll make noise about it. The episode I actually scripted.
4: That's awesome. That is that is a wonderful accomplishment and we are all proud of Joseph and his frozen pizzas here. At Force Center. Uh, nothing much for me related to Star Wars. Just got to hang out. Uh, saw some of you at the uh, live Schmodown Awards over the weekend at the Comedy Store. Uh, a few of you were uh, you know, uh, brave enough to come up and talk to a very drunk me. <laughs> uh, we uh, we have a lot of fans out there. It's great. We t- I uh, also hung out with Kevin Smets who does our In Memoriam videos. He edits those. Nice. And he's got a fan video coming out Wednesday we're going to release. So yeah. if you're listening, that's tomorrow with when the episode comes out. Uh, it's going to be on our YouTube channel there. So check it out there. Uh, that is that for my life adventures because it's all I can remember. <laughs> but we want to get to Star Wars Resistance a little bit. We would like to do a Resistance check in because uh, you know uh, the show's worth it. The show is worth your time. and the big trailer. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that came out of that and the the season two. And all that stuff. I don't want to step on Jennifer's newest headlines here, but the Resistance uh, returned. Yeah. And all right, I you know all right, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit
2: of a, I enjoyed this episode, yeah. but, uh, they put out this trailer we're going to talk about. There's yep. all sorts of action and excitement. And then this was a fun episode, uh, about, uh, Niku getting a pet. And I learned some valuable life lessons. It was yep. great. Uh, it's beautiful. There were some really beautiful shots.
4: S-R-O's there was is. some
2: nice tension of developing this first order story mm-hmm. with, uh, Sinara, mm-hmm. the pirate, uh, who's supposed to be spying, mm-hmm. And yeah. figuring out Kaz's stuff and that was great. There were some Clone Wars references, but mostly it was Niku got a pet.
4: Yeah, mostly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Niku Niku got himself <laughs> a pet. Um, and, and look, yeah, you, we, there's the one thing you always hear about the show: like, beautiful, looks beautiful. Yeah, and, I, and we got to see the the. The racers, the fighter pilots in yeah, action. That, and that was great. Still waiting for that Griff Halloran monologue. Uh, he just grunts a lot. So much good
2: grunting, though. <laughs> really quality grunting grunt. by Stephen Stanton. <laughs> Stephen Stanton.
4: But yeah, and, and, and you mentioned Stephen, and, and I was once uh, admonished by him on air in a very polite Stephen Stanton way on Jedi Council, because there's some episodes of Rebels where I felt it was weird and small and not part of the big picture right uh ap5 singing was a big example of that and i had ripped into that episode on air and when steven came on a couple weeks later and he voices ap5 of we know he was like well you know there's something called budgets and those big (laughs) battles you like sometimes you got to save money to make them and you have smaller episodes so i that was in my head the entire time Because coming out of that trailer, we'll talk about it. I was like, oh, okay, we're just rehashing a little bit of a Forces of Destiny episode. Not that that's bad. Not that you can't rehash themes in Star Wars. Yes. But but it still looked great.
2: Yeah, yeah. But we, we, yeah, there had been a recent similar story, but we'll talk about this more. I I think all of the groundwork being laid with spending lots of time with these characters, lots of time with the world of Colossus, and getting to know them when their life is relatively Ah, peaceful is going to pay
4: off when war comes. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, Jen, when you finally get this episode, um, you know, be happy for Niku. <laughs> Sounds like an
5: episode my daughter would enjoy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's probably par- part of the point.
2: Does she <laughs> like it when aliens kiss pets? Because then she's <laughs>
4: she's going to be in
2: heaven.
5: Oh, this this is right up her alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Love it. That's exactly
4: Love it. So that's The Resistance. We'll keep checking it. It is a really good show. If you guys haven't, uh, haven't uh, taken a peek... Yep, you're going to have some little pratfalls. There was definitely a little physical comedy Wah! pratfall action going Wah! on this week. Wow. Yep, that's yep. there. That's there, but it's fun. It's a fun show.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
4: With that, let's dive into Star Wars news.
5: Yes, yeah, so a little quiet, quieter week this week. Uh, no episode nine title yet, but Lucasfilm did announce the first group of Star Wars Celebration guests available for autographs. They are Lucasfilm sound editor and the voice of General Grievous, Matthew Wood, Actress and Iden Versio herself, Janina Gavankar. Uh, Legendary voice actor, James Arnold Taylor. And Star Wars Resistance newcomers, Christopher Sean, who voices Kaz. Susie McGrath, who voices Tam. And Scott Lawrence, who voices Yeager. All six actors will be there to meet you, sign autographs, and share their joy in being a part of the Star Wars galaxy. I clearly took that from StarWars.com. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Cut and paste.
2: So, <laughs> did you not remember uh, yeah. your uh, sickened uh, weekend what you had
4: done?
5: Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'll just like, you know, do that as like a placeholder to remind yeah. me. I, and I, I did not <laughs> double check this. So yeah. we'll see what else no. this has in store. Nope. My script.
4: Hey, we like celebrating
5: in the magic that it is sponsored by this is an impressive list. Uh, And it's not only just the first group that they have announced, but I was like, whoa, there's how many days? Five days? Is it five days? Five days. Yeah. That's insane. This is just the first batch. Who Mm -hmm. next?
4: That's that's about. I love that James Arnold Taylor is there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah a friend of the show. Either yeah,
2: such such a great guys, and so I'm glad that he is announced and fans know that he'll be there. Right. I was really excited to see uh, the Resistance cast being right. put mm-hmm. like in this first block where they'll be seen and noticed because I do think the show is great and I think mm-hmm. the actors are doing a great job and I think this is a good way to maybe get more hardcore stars fans reminded like you should really be paying attention to this. This is
4: gonna be important to the big story of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. And and, uh, Janina Gavankar being there, I mean, Aiden Versio is a great character. I got that Lego set. I'm so happy with it. But I I want more. I want more. And I hope she, I know she's just being rewarded for the cool contribution already. But man, I, I don't like to read into guest bookings. But sometimes I just wish, want that, I want that, uh, you know, Inferno Squad short film or something. Oh, I yeah. I want that uh, short or uh, hour series. I don't know. You know what I mean.
5: I know. I had the same thought when I saw her name there. I was like, ooh, maybe there's going to be an announcement of something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Uh, <laughs> but dare to dream. Mm-hmm. So if you're like C-3PO and love calculations and numbers, Star Wars Kids has a new show for you. The show Star Wars by the Numbers is a new series that tallies Star Wars tidbits and supercuts them into compilations. For example, the first episode counts how many times the word yes and the word no are said in all of Star Wars films. (laughs) They literally go from the prequels to Solo to Rogue One to the original trilogy uh, and the sequel trilogy as well. And they Mm -hmm. show clips of every single character that has ever said yes or no. Shout out to the production assistant Mm. who clearly Mm -hmm. had to get all those (laughs) sound bites. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, wait, what what do fans think about this video? Fans loved it. The yeah. Overwhelmingly positive comments on the YouTube on this page. YouTube page for this YouTube video. People That's loved great. it. Interesting. Because yeah. I, I didn't.
4: I definitely don't dive into YouTube comments, but I, I hadn't caught up on that. You know, like yeah. I saw the video and didn't see. The thing. That's great. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Did you guys
5: watch the video? Yeah. Because oh, I,
4: I was.
2: Know. I was in the middle of uh, like a writing deadline of something I had to finish. I was like, oh, this will be a nice quick break. Six minutes. Yeah. Six I expected minutes. it to be right. like two minutes, but damn uh, it. It was, I think, really well done, particularly the Yoda stuff, Mm. because the rhythm of Yoda repeating, he never says yes or no once. It's always like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, And also just, it was kind of a fascinating light side, dark side thing that the no is so much higher Mm -hmm. than
4: the yes. Mm. Mm. It was fascinating. fascinating to me. A lot of fun. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I love what they're doing on the Star Wars kids. I, I really do, and and it's 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 fun for all. But uh, the supercuts. I, I guess that makes sense because supercuts. They're they're really darn popular on that uh, YouTube there. Uh, those assistant editors, like you said, digging all those <laughs> clips. Um, so I guess it would make sense. And it's kind of it's just it's kind of fun in that silly harmless way. But at the same time, to sit see in front of you how many times uh, you know palpatine's probably saying no no no, <laughs> no. yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's pretty viable. great
5: yeah it was interesting to see the t- the tally count change whoa we're getting really high in the nose there's
2: no way they're going to come back yeah and yeah. then also just i think it was interesting to see that very specific like we are going to engage with the way fans engage with star wars to mm. specifically say you know it's all chronological and then end with the big vader know from revenge of the sith which is controversial so like and we can't forget this is really like having a sense of fun of Mm -hmm. being willing to poke fun at star wars
4: which is part of part of what we we all need to do from time to time and all need to remember to do yeah great series
5: that's right yeah it's really fun well the big news of the week is that season two of star wars resistance will premiere in fall of 2019 In addition to this announcement, Lucasfilm dropped a mid-season trailer for season one, and it was action-packed. In addition to having a darker tone than we saw in the earlier part of the season, and apparently this new episode that came back, (laughs) which I I missed when I wrote this, we also caught a glimpse of a hologram, General Hux. What did you guys think of the trailer. And my question was, is this trailer an indication that the show is going to a darker place? I don't
2: know anymore. I guess next week, it was really, like, if this, if this, uh, Niku gets a pet episode had just come, I'd be like, cool, they're continuing to build, there's that little tension of the spy stuff, but they put out this, like, it's over now. Force Awakens is happening and war is coming. Kaz yeah. has serious hair now. Like, <laughs> it just looks, and then to just go to, Miku's gonna kiss a stinky
4: butt you know, for 20 minutes. You know, is, but, was, and we forgot to, the, 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 the refugee girl character yes, might is for you know, she force sensitive. sensitive? She's got dreams. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, she oh. had visions yeah. of, yeah,
2: of something horrible coming, which I interpreted as the monster in that episode, Could it? but it could be hinting to something more.
4: I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, like with every vision, right? It could yeah. be uh, what you see. Mm-hmm interpreted what, it could what, be. Yeah. yeah, and what comes beyond it. But so there's definitely stuff. But I think it's a fair question to ask out of that that trailer. Jen, is is this series going to get darker? That term is something that we attach to you know R rated movies. But I think the themes are already there, and we're just going to really lean into them. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, this thing was great. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I and I feel like that that trailer showed us a lot of the characters that we've already we know and we've met who are who have mostly been a kind of comic relief mm-hmm. in danger. And I think it's going to create a really interesting and fun contrast, and it's going to be really worth it to build up knowing these characters and, mm-hmm. and caring about them and the life they used to have and made me really interested about where they're going
4: in future seasons. Yeah, and and the big question, and I and I, and it has to be asked, where what are you going to do with BB-8? Where's BB-8 going to go? Oh,
2: yeah, right. he's got to go.
4: He's got to go. He's really got to leave soon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the other shots that I was really excited about that I wanted to ask mm. you guys about is it seemed like there was that shot of them checking out a system that had been devastated by the Starkiller Base. Mm.
4: Yes, with, with, yeah, Poe was there, right? Yeah, yeah, like there
2: was like yeah. destroyed, uh, you know, celestial bodies and uh, like, but no star. Right. So that made me feel like, are we gonna get just a little bit more? concrete information of, of exactly how Starkiller Base works.
4: I absolutely think we are. I think this is this is why we, we preach that you should be kind of keeping your eye on this series, is, yeah. is there's kind of interesting things, and we don't have any of that. As we're going to discuss here in a bit about the First Order and the Resistance and the war, uh, we don't have a lot of that backstory, and if this is where it's starting to get filled in, it's very interesting to me, very intriguing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having not followed it, were you excited by the trailers, since you're not watching the show right now? Yes,
5: yeah, so I, was, I was watching it, and then my daughter, Heard it and she came over and she was into it. I was really surprised. But you know what got her? BB8. Oh, BB8. <laughs> and the, the female character, the female racer, what is her name? Forgive me. She has a two Tora, Doza. Tora Doza. She was obsessed with her. Mm. And she was like, Oh, where where did she go? want well, more and more and more. So she she said, I want to watch this. But Mm. then after seeing that trailer, I was like, oh, no, now she wants to get into it. And the show is going to get darker. (laughs) Darn it. But uh, I I may try an episode with her. It may have a little bit. There might be things that go over her head too much. Um, But maybe I can hook her. This might be my chance, you guys. I think
2: Uh, think you can. Yeah, I think it's going to be darkness implied because I don't think they can gear shift so much from these very family friendly stories about, you know, why different people have different values and kindness and learning and all that to just like everything is death. I think it will be more discussion of there are very bad things. How will we handle them?
5: Right. Exactly.
4: Yeah. The the difference between Rebels and Resistance is Rebels has that, that afternoon animated show that you come home from school and watch. And, and this is Saturday morning type of vibe to it. And I, mm. I think you're right. The yeah. implied darkness is a good term. Yeah.
5: I like implied it. Darkness. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> that was it, you guys. That was it for the news. Can oh, you believe it? That, uh, yep,
4: <laughs> yep. Yep. Bob Iger had no calls this week, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. why. Soon, <laughs> soon there'll be Iger cons aplenty, I believe. Yes. Absolutely, we are going to dive into the war, the sequels here, but before we do that, we want to recommend an audiobook for you guys to try on us, and uh, Joseph, it is uh, kind of much anticipated this week.
2: That's right, we're going to recommend something that was recommended to us that I don't believe any of us have read or listened to.
4: I have not. <laughs>
2: but everybody was telling us that we should recommend, so we are Pirate's Price by Lou Anders. It is a, uh, a Hans solo book uh but it is read by uh jim cummings as hondo wow so i think that's why people are getting that's excited because it's in character unless i also mi- huh. uh, misread something yeah. but uh, but that people are really excited about it and uh lou anders uh is mm. a great guy i've met him at conventions okay he's he's a, he's, he's roguish so imagine <laughs> imagine if han solo was a british science fiction author who went okay. to conventions a lot? That's Lou Anders. I mean that as a compliment. I like it. Uh, so it is yeah, a compliment. It makes sense that he's writing, having fun with scoundrels. So I'm sure that's a great uh, a great read, but more importantly, yes. a great listen.
4: Hey, everyone who has tweeted to me has said, you've got to listen to it. And you out there, if you want to give it a try, you can download your free audiobook today at slash Force Center. Again, that's slash Force Center for your free audiobook. Try Pirates Price. All right, we are going to our main topic today. We're going to dig into something fun. There's, there's going to be some good speculation, like we said up top. Always oh, speculate responsibly. We are taking a look at the sequels, War. Yeah. And part of it, Joseph, is we're going to title it.
2: Well, yeah, we're <laughs> going to yeah. throw some options out. Throw out options responsibly. Uh, yes, we got so excited to see that trailer for uh, Resistance mm. and really getting into the storytelling of this conflict uh not the meta conflict about how people feel about the sequels but the actual war in yeah. the story and i realized when i was trying to title the main topic that we there's not a name for this we got <laughs> the clone wars yeah. right we got uh, the galactic civil war uh i unless i've missed it somewhere which is always a possibility
4: what is what do you think this war should be called first of all it's a great observation because you just i i i didn't grow up being fully aware that it was the Galactic Civil War, but it's it's known, it's there. It's, yeah, especially if you read the novel. So, yeah, we need a name. I think it would. I think it would be um, uh, the War for Freedom. I don't know. Freedom yeah. War.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Purpose War. All wars are for freedom yeah, from somebody's true. perspective, yeah, from right? Some, from, from somebody's perspective. 40. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jennifer, do you have ideas, thoughts?
5: Yeah, yeah, I feel like the war has not really begun. Right. And so that's yeah. where I get kind of hung up on. And so if you think about it, the term Cold War is mm. when people or uh, two factions are not fighting directly, right? right? It's like by proxy. So in some ways, this could be the Galactic Cold War because the resistance is kind of fighting the first... It, again, there's not a real full-scale... I don't even know if we're going to have a war. Can I put that out Ooh. there? I'm, way, I'm hoping right I, take I take it Uh-oh. back. I take it back. oh taking gonna, it back. I'm saving it for later.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll put a big put a old pin space in pin in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, it, it is... F- I think a Cold War is a great observation, and I think we are getting some of those stories. Like, I think the Poe Dameron comic book is kind of a Cold War where it's not openly declared, but agents are quietly fighting against one another, right?
4: It's a great way to look at it because we're not even, you know, up to Force Awakens in that – Series until towards the very end they, they eke past it but yeah it, and and you're you're fighting the first order but they're not recognized as the enemy of the galaxy so to speak
2: right and right. that's what's going on in yeah. Star Wars Resistance you know uh, Kaz is hiding in Doze's office you know shocked to see he has an Imperial yeah. outfit and what does that mean and that but I think. Y- you can't define it as cold when they destroy the entire Hosnian Prime system. See,
6: and that's then, makes yes, it, right. And
2: then exactly. we have the Battle of Krait, I would imagine uh, it right. would call. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe yep. the Battle of Dakar, even uh, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the Last Jedi, as it gets uh, turned into st- history His- in the actual Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the war for the Republic, the war know. for the Republic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I the New Republic. I think just. Galactic Civil War 2? Is that? I mean that seems historically War of the Stars. <laughs> you loved it the first time. Yeah, the war of the Super Star- oh, yeah. meta, Self-Aware yeah, Wars. Yeah,
4: maybe maybe it's Yeah. <laughs> we're out here fighting the war for the stars.
2: Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, the only thing that you... Galactic Civil War 2 actually sort of makes sense to makes me because sense. there is a lot of this World War 2. Yeah. Kind yeah. of World War 1, World War 2, uh, there's a policy of appeasement. We don't want to do this again, so we're pretending it's not a problem. Where, you know, you've got, uh, you know, crazy people like Hux yep. screaming things like, it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be Don't good. worry about it. They're yeah. They'll tire out. Mm. Uh, the only other idea I had would be The Order Wars. The Order Wars sounds good. Yeah. The, the War the, of Order? Yeah, the First Order <laughs> wants order. order. The Order Wars, though, just sounds like you're mad because your burger came late
4: and cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. or it, it sounds like some kind of Netflix show. Who can right. order the fastest <laughs> here in this Puss, UK? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I think there is something interesting about who ends up naming a war. Yeah. If it's named from the perspective of the First Order, they they won't even call it a war. They'll just yeah. call it, you know, the, the Galactic History Correction. Right. <laughs> Whatever they want.
4: Well, uh, yeah, I don't think Palpatine thought he was in a civil war, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, and history written by the victors, of course. But, uh, you know, it was an insignificant rebellion, so... Yeah, the name might come a little later.
2: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if that gets established eventually, and we'll talk more but, about Jennifer's point about how much war will there actually be. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so, but now let's jump back into the past of how the First Order actually did grow. We did an episode a while back, kind of mm. tracing everything that we know. Yeah, I think a lot more has has come out, but it's fun to think about what really happened out there in the unknown regions. And also just kind of what we want to have happened since we're right. in a place of speculation. so Ken, do you have parts of the story that you want to hear? Do you want the story yeah. to go a certain way?
4: Yeah, I always begin with with Ray Sloan at the end of Empire Empire's An and aftermath that Chuck Wendig series and and her point of view of she she doesn't believe she's she's not part of the Emperor's contingency plan at this point. Gallius Rax was, and he kind of says to her, hey, you're part of this plan. She's like, I don't serve anybody. I don't serve anybody. And what a lot of new canon has done, and done well, has given us this, uh, you know, hey, from a, it's, it's it's more than from a certain point of view, but, like, Ray Sloane, her childhood, you know, the, the the Empire kept the bad people at bay, so from her point of view... All right, I want to do that. And so I think there's a part of me that believes Ray Sloan went out to the Unknown Regions to do it right. Yeah. By her, whatever that standards are. And it it gets in a weird spot and it starts to go into real world stuff. The train's running on time and that kind of stuff you can make about history. But i I, put putting that aside a little bit. I think it starts from there and that's when it just goes wrong. Okay, do
2: you think it gets taken from her pretty quickly?
4: Yes, yes, or just start, yes, exactly. And the horrors that are out there, maybe starts. Maybe they can't build this first order yet. Maybe they're like, oh crap, crap. Well, now we got a now. Now we got a war, right? Because
2: like, <laughs> yeah, we know that there's probably that there's a war between who's going to control this. We know Ray right. Sloan goes somewhere. We know that uh, that Hux becomes powerful, right but we also get have the implications that they get attacked by all of the horrors that are out there in the Unknown Regions. Yeah. Mm. That we don't know all what they are, that we have some guesses from Thrawn, right. and and Snoke seems like a horror <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. for one to encounter that we'll talk about a little bit more, but I'm really fascinated by telling that story of people deciding what the ideology of the mm. new Empire is. Right. Is it just... This is... Absolutely a continuation of what Palpatine was doing. It was all good. That seems like Hux's perspective of like, right. yep, we need to fix a couple of problems and then get back out there. Or if the ideology from people like Ray Sloan is like, no, this is going to be something mm-hmm. new. We're going to rebuild and we're going to go back to the galaxy as we know it. But it's going right. to have a different face, a different meaning, a different ideology. And that's that's a really fun question to yeah, Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. for a like book or Book in particular, maybe comic book, right? Kind of storytelling.
4: If it's if, if Ray's like race Sloan, their brains like, yeah, we can. You know, we just won't have slave labor camps on slave labor camps on Wabani. You know, <laughs> we're not doing that. Yeah. But we're bringing some safety and security to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot there that I like, and it's and, it, and it's complicated, wonderfully complicated. Yeah, in, 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 juicy know. storytelling. Yeah,
2: Jennifer. Mm.
5: See, this is where I'm like, I have not read the aftermath trilogy. Mm. I have read most of Bloodline, so I kind of am piecemealing things together of what I'm right. I- imagining is going on, and I imagine that a lot of people still really do believe in the Order of the Empire. Uh, what was it in Bloodline where you had like the senators mm-hmm. uh, who were actually like supporting right. the the I guess not the first order was it the first order was that, was they, that
4: they were support yeah, supporting, yeah. I mean, they're supporting essentially, yeah, yeah essentially and that's right. so, what's going to grow into it right Wors- exactly. worshiping the empire in terms right. of uh, oh, I've got a cool emperor uh, you oh, know yes. empire uh, you know outfit uh, you know that yeah, kind of
5: stuff right yeah. exactly so Let's I see. think about that mm-hmm. so you have a lot of people in support of it trying to make it happen still and then I think about Snoke
0: mm-hmm. who's
5: out there and maybe sees this as his opportunity, I don't think he... Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit yeah. later. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, Basically, I think that there's stuff happening which eventually we'll get with a book or something about what Snoke was up to and how he reigned this power for himself.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I think it is almost two stories. It is like, what is what are the uh, Sloan and Hux and whoever else has enough power to vie for controller, what are right. they doing? What are they building? And then what happens when Snoke comes along?
4: Yeah.
5: Because wouldn't like, Snoke have his own society and his own maybe people or something that he could actually help His support would actually help them create the first order and build it to what it is. Yeah,
2: quite possibly. Mm. Yeah, let's talk a little bit uh, about Snoke. What What do you want from him? Where do you What do you want from Snoke? Snoke? (laughs) What do you want from from him? Uh, But where do you want him to have come from? What kind of perspective do you want him to have had when he came upon this group of people trying to rebuild this Mm -hmm. very specific thing? Which they ended up doing. They ended up rebuilding. A Empire 2.0, right, right? And he came along clearly and was like, "Cool, thanks, I'll take that.
4: <laughs> I like this. Mm. Yeah, I like this idea." Uh, and, and Snoke talks about the Last Jedi novelization, right? He, we get a we get a little bit of insight into Snoke going. Pff, no one would have thought I would have been the leader. You had Ray Sloan, you had all these people, and they fought and they fought or whatever happened. I I have this vision of him turning on the charm. He's got slippers. He's got a bathrobe, <laughs> and these unknown region horrors. I think he was the one going. Oh, hello. Do you need some help? Yeah. And then he has dark side. He's been watching. We know he's been watching. He keeps talking about. Oh, I was there. I saw it all. Uh, Han and Leia know him by name. All whatever, whatever. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he. So he has some dark intentions. But I think it was. I think he comes along and is like, I'm, I'm this nice old man in a bathrobe, and I will I will get you through the unknown regions. Yeah. And then poof.
2: Yeah, takes it all. Mm. Do you, in your mind, when he first approaches the the First Order, does he already look the way he looks? Or does his adventures with the First Order, (laughs) does he get some scars as the leader of the First Order? Or is he already kind of the Snoke that we see?
4: I don't know. Mm. It's a fair question. It's a great question. I've... I think maybe a little little more pleasant to look at. Not
0: that, you know, he's, 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 he's got some nice eyebrows. He's got some pretty
4: eyes. You know, he's a little bit like uh, with the well, white... A little the, dental work. The, the winter uh, queen, the witch, whatever, in, in Chronicles of Narnia, offering the Turkish delight, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, let me pull you in. Hello, <laughs> I'm Snoke. You want to hang out with me? I've yeah. got some candy, first order. Would you like dinner? Yeah,
2: exactly. I assume. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jennifer, what were your Snoke thoughts, wants...
5: You know, I. It's hard for me to to ch- to get in the mind of a true delicious villain. What could they possibly be thinking? And I think he comes from a place of, well, I know how to do it best. I am the I am the chosen one to lead. Yeah, my way is going to be far superior. Um, and I think he's thinking of it like you know from a perspective of I'm doing the right thing in some sense. Mm, yeah, you know, but it's obviously he's very selfish. And I like the idea that he is he looks the way he looks, the way that we see him in mm-hmm. the force awakens and the last Jedi. I like that. I think even Andy circus mentioned this about how like he's diseased and his, the mm-hmm. evil within him is like rotted his outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But I, what I love about Snoke as a villain is that he is so charming mm-hmm. and that he is so in some ways disarming and kind of likable in the last Jedi. Oh yeah. And even you know, He looks like this is a villain. Uh, if you want to yeah. see villain in the, di- you know, in the dictionary, this is it right here. But,
2: yeah, there's something about him that you're like interesting. If if you found out he was doing like a, a one man show of a Christmas carol, you'd be like, I'd like to see that. He's <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be quite good. Yeah. Like he's got that sort of royal charming. Yeah. If Patrick Stewart was very evil, that's what I'm saying. That's what Snoke is. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, I think yeah. with with it's fascinating to me to think that maybe Snoke had the same perspective in a different way that that Brendel Hux and mm-hmm. Armitage Hux did of we can do this again, but correctly yeah if Snoke had the same sort of perspective about being not a Sith mm. but a master of the dark side of like yep you built up this military machine that had a couple flaws and I got these crazy huxes mm-hmm. fixing that military machine for me but I also know how I can improve on what Palpatine did as a master of the dark side because I've yeah. been watching him and if he's kind of similar to Sith and I imagine anybody who's in the dark side you just want more power, mm-hmm. and you often want revenge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's fascinating to me, of like, what, who or what is he getting revenge on by taking over yeah. the galaxy
4: that we know? Mm. Yeah. And it, it often comes off as a, you know, surface-level revenge, you know. Yeah. Why do you want revenge? Because! Which is fine, but I think, so, so, but Snoke's not necessary in that. I like that Snoke isn't straight Sith. And some people... You know, I get wanting, you know, where the Sith go. But I think there's this this, this little theme of, of new Sith and new Jedi, meaning, hey, maybe we don't declare one team. We just use the Force for our own means. Yeah. And, and I think there's a little... I love the idea, what you've suggested, of, of Snoke sitting back, watching Sheev, <laughs> taking notes, and going, ooh, what I could do with the same army, if not bigger and better. Because, he, you know, he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to sit there, uh, you know, he, he builds a supremacy or has it built so he can float around.
2: Right, so he's never in the same yeah. place. Yeah, and people don't necessarily know where he is.
4: And I think Hux and his team were kind of like, no, we should have Star Killer Base. All right, I'm not, I don't have an office <laughs> on it. And look what happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I,
2: I love that everything that we see him in the film is solely motivated by his fear of Luke Skywalker. So outside yeah. of just, I want more, I want to have control, I should be in charge of everything. We don't really know. Yeah, What he wants its fascinating to mm. me. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Kylo, because there's nothing to talk about Snoke. He's in two pieces, <laughs> or more, if you count his limbs. Um, what do you think Kylo's motivations are now? What do you think he's going to uh, want to do with the First Order? Does he even care about it like the Emperor cared about the Empire?
5: Hmm. Well, well, yeah, I don't think that he has any allegiance to anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. I think that he sees the First Order as a tool that he can use, but ultimately he wants to call the shots. It's all about him and his grandfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that that's, that's the only thing that he really ho- seems to hold s- sacred. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm
2: still in the camp of, I don't think he does right now at the end of Last Jedi. I yes, think that no. smashing the helmet was a rejection of, yes. of Vader.
5: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So he wants to start something new and like Snoke, he thinks he can do it better. He, he yeah. thinks that he has all the right ideas. He's the guy to, to lead.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he wants the First Order in terms of, you know, it's going to help me rule the galaxy. He might might want that. He might get that power. He might think he wants that, but that's that's it's like, no, Kylo, you don't even know yourself yet. You don't yeah. really want that. You're just fighting yourself. You're fighting your past. It's all fear-based, a uh, little little thirst for power. And that's where I love the idea. There's that little turn of Hucks at the end. We talk about one of our favorite yeah. uh, comedy moments, but it's mm-hmm. a little bit of... of you know, in, when they're shooting Luke Skywalker, and don't you think you got him? That yeah. moment, for, it's Hawks kind of going, "Oh, I have an in here."
2: Yeah, and the look he gives yeah. him in the in the base when Kylo, right. when he knows Kylo, let them all get away. Yeah, yeah. very powerful, very powerful.
4: And, and so that's what. Yeah, I don't think Kylo knows what even to himself what he wants to do with the First Order. Yeah,
2: there's like a great just quick passage in Tarkin that's the Emperor thinking about like, okay, and then once I get everything locked in with this galaxy, mm-hmm. totally control it with fear with the Death Star, then I can just spend all my day meditating with Vader on the dark side and opening up even more and more power. And the idea of like Palpatine, like this is a grand plan guy and maybe Mm -hmm. Snoke is too, of just like dominate all of reality so you can even go into the force and dominate that on a different plane. And then in contrast, just Kylo Ren going, I don't want anyone to ever tell me anything. I want to always be right about everything. No one can challenge me. I just want, I've never felt like I truly have power Mm -hmm. because everybody's always been afraid of me or told me what to do. And I just want to be, yeah, just this massive galactic
4: tempered he, tantrum. He yeah, he's not going to establish control and then go search for more dark side powers or he doesn't, collect yeah, relics. Or, he doesn't know what he wants, right? Yeah, he doesn't know.
2: Wow. So fascinating. We're going to find out more about what he wants in episode 9 if he even knows. <laughs> he even Maybe knows. that will be our title. What do you want, <laughs> Kylo Ren? Uh do you think the new republic is to blame for the order war?
5: Yes.
6: Yes. Yeah, but I mean,
2: you, we, you Jennifer, you're talking about rereading Bloodline.
5: Yeah, it's 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 infuriating uh, <laughs> because history repeats itself. We're going through it right now, folks. Just, uh, just a little bit of just, history
6: repeating. Uh, you know, we we need to learn
5: from the past, and especially when there's warning signs. And this is what, like, when you're reading Bloodline, and Leia's like seems to be on an island, and she has legitimate concerns, and it feels like. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. No, you know, and that's that's where mm-hmm. you're like, and we watch it in a movie, and you know, mm-hmm. you're like, come on, you're yelling at the screen, and in real life, well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's easy. It's easy to get blinded when it's when it's happening in real life, but right. yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really frustrating, uh, but also fun to watch. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I, in. in Obviously, you can make all sorts of attachments to different points in history, in, including now if mm-hmm. one wants to. but I feel like it is so locked into the build up to World War II, yes. where it's mm-hmm. sort of you understand that people are, don't want this to be a problem. So mm-hmm. they're just like yeah. let's pretend it's not not a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh he didn't just invade it a little bit of <laughs> other people's <laughs> lands. Right. It'll be fine. Right. He'll stop there. And I love how strong that is yeah. in bloodline of like,
6: Yeah,
4: I don't think it's a problem. That doesn't seem uh, at all like a problem. Corsella, you know, she dies on Hosnian Prime trying to convince them. Mm. And I think the New Republic is to blame a little bit, but not from the start. Yeah, I love... The idea it makes sense in the Star Wars story. The Galactic Civil War ends. They give the war a name, um, <laughs> and you look around, and you have all these systems aligned. And you know, yeah, you're going to have uh, some disagreements, but I like that Mon Mothma would be like, "We we got to de- demilitarize a little bit. We got to stand down. Peace has come. No peace yeah. orbs, but we've danced yub nub, and we've got peace. <laughs> and that, well, that Gungans
2: it, are putting out orbs well, as fast right. as they can. I'm <laughs> sure the shipping
4: them across the galaxy. <laughs> um, it would make sense at the beginning, and then in that, you know, and it's not a case for building up military, but 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 in that, like we're we're standing down, you know, some nut jobs going to be like, all right, all right, and then that comes the first order, uh, whatever happened. I don't think it's Ray Sloan, again. I think someone yeah. else and other factions. There's other factions too that's going on. I mm-hmm. think too. Uh, along the way, by the time you reach Bloodline, which is only six years Force Awakens, its its complacency it's all these things all of maybe the same things that brought down the Jedi order so then i think that version of the new new republic is to blame yeah I think, not the
2: original yeah and that's still a fascinating story to see if they will tell it, i mean bloodline there's sort of rumors there's rumblings there's all of the various mm-hmm. actions that are the plot of the book that are building up weaponry and, and all that right. but we haven't really seen that moment where the first order comes and goes like yes actually we are the first order and we're we're just going right. to be in charge of this little uh part of space which is clearly going on by the time the actual movies happen
6: right since
2: so everybody knows the name and you know the tico sisters have been involved and all that right. um that that's going to be a fascinating story of is there a little like just sit down lunch between snoke <laughs> and <laughs> chancellor of villachem where snoke's just like welcome nice to meet you yeah you think the empire did good things so that we're just going to do that in our little corner but don't worry about us Yeah,
6: huh. yeah
4: <laughs> yeah yeah. So yeah, and if they yeah if they listened to Leia, there might have this might have been avoided. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, I, yeah.
5: But it makes for a good story.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's uh,
4: Leia, you're right. End of the story.
2: <laughs>
5: Credits roll. Uh,
2: how is this war different for the people of the galaxy than the Clone Wars or the Galactic Civil War, which were technically both challenges to the existing government? The Separatists saying we don't want the Republic to be here anymore and then you know our, our heroes rising up and, and resisting the empire. Mm. This is sort of the old government coming back out of hiding, mm-hmm. but it's also sort of an in invasion from the unknown regions.
6: Mm. So yep.
2: it's it's a
4: really weird and different kind of conflict. Yeah, not quite the Yuzon Vaughn. Good, good. No, yeah, it's it's it <laughs> is uh, sorry. <laughs> trying to be nicer about legends. Good about them. Um it is totally different. Uh, it is totally different even though the government's gone now. so Now you could say it's a it's a battle for a power vacuum, you yeah. know. Battle, but but really I don't even think you know the I the resistance and what what is left of the resistance is only thinking survival and keeping the first order from getting control, but I don't know if the, there's not like they're like cool and then when we win uh, Poe, you'll be a senator. Right. And this they don't ha- they don't have time to worry about that. No, it's just survival. It's, it's yeah. survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a last ditch effort. Yeah. That's fascinating. Because I think from
2: the resistance perspective, having all the history, they kind of know, well, you can have this uh political and dogmatic discussion about mm-hmm. should government be more centralized and have like, a really strong presence and really strong firm rules and order and the trains run on time. Mm. That could be a debate, but they also know from history there's a crazed dark side user who needs the galaxy to be in pain so they are more powerful. That's not a political discussion. That's just really, (laughs) really bad.
6: Yeah. (laughs) If the person in charge
2: is literally drawing their power from hate (laughs) and wants as many people to suffer as possible. So, like, just... The air feels better to them because it's full of hate. Like that's not. It's hard to make a political debate, right? Yeah, that was so just like that. Can't be
4: a little more clear. Yeah, mm. a
2: little more clear. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Jennifer, how do you feel about what kind of war it is? Do you think it is just all about that power vacuum of yes. no government?
5: I, I f- it's interesting because when I think about the first order where we are right now in the story and the resistance, it's like skeleton crews, you know, mm. in some sense. Like the resistance, like you're saying, Ken, they just how are they i'm just thinking about how are they going to eat like you know like where are they going to find food this this crew they need help someone answer their call please lando (laughs) um so that obviously will change things but and then i think about the first order right now and it's i don't want to say it's splintered but we see the rumblings of that potentially happening between hux and and kylo ren and who's gonna lead um and so it's just it's just a totally different, it seems like two scrappy dogs. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Two dogs that have been on the run that are now coming face to face and there's a there's a piece of food that they're gonna fight over.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. And that'll be fascinating to see if if yeah, resistance that. or episode nine kind of tells that story of mm. we need to get the rest of the galaxy that doesn't want to fight, that just wants to live, but right. we need to get them on our side. The Rhodians need to side with us right now. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, that might pay off Last Jedi of. These symbols of hope, we need them. Yes. You know, if, if the Rodians believe that Rey's running around and she's a powerful Jedi, then they'll go, all right, we'll fight instead of just submitting, yes. you know, to the
4: First Order. It, 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 we talk about this week's resistance. What's one of the little moments, you know, this big creature comes out of the ocean and, and Kaz and everyone's trying to warn everybody. They literally do a, a joke of they look at Kaz and eh. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Yeah, that's kind of been what's going on. So it makes it totally different. It's a totally different setup uh, and how you even tell that story. Yeah, it's easy. The Empire. Hey, they're in control. Some of you just might not like that. on principle too. look what they're doing. And oh, by the way, there's someone we don't even really know behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and yeah. We, the First Order has that part, too. But yeah, it's it's a, it's, a weird, it's it's, it's a weird thing think about it. It's not the same.
2: Yeah, for people, yeah, it would just be weird to be a citizen of the galaxy and go, like, yeah. so with the Empire's back in there invading us? Right. <laughs> like, what, what? What's, what's <laughs> going on? Uh, Resistance, the television show, do you think that's really where we're going to hear the main story of the war? They're very quickly going to get past, they're going to go for at least another season, but is this thing going to just sort of transition into the story of
4: the blank wars?
6: hmm
4: Hmm. Hmm. i don't i don't know if i think yeah it's going to be part of it but that's that's where i'm wondering what other content might be coming and 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 you know we talk about the time jump and everything but yeah because i don't i don't think enough people are going to be watching resistance
2: for it to be the main for it to
4: be the main but it's going to be dealt with we're already seeing a lot of it we're getting a lot of information from it
2: yeah yeah so uh, jennifer this goes back to your your big pin Hmm. um do you think that there's going to be this time jump and this space to tell lots of stories of this war before episode nine? Or do you doubt that? Do you not want that? What was your pin about?
5: My pin is that I, I don't think that we're, there's just too much to cram into episode nine. Um, that I just feel like since the war hasn't really begun, how are they going to fit all of that in, into this movie? Mm -hmm. So then I was like, well, they can't end it with like, okay, now the war is going (laughs) to (laughs) begin.
6: That's terrible. Mm
5: -hmm. So then I really thought about it and I'm like, it actually seems more like it's a personal war. It really is going to come down to Kylo Ren and Ray. I think Mm -hmm. having, hashing it out, duking it out. And it's going to be more about that, like these personal relationships, the war within us. Yeah. As opposed to, I mean, there's going to be battles, just mm-hmm. like there was a battle of great, uh, there was going to be another great epic space battle or, or land battle. Uh, but I do think, I don't think that there's going to be a war like we've seen it.
2: Yeah. So you think it, it, Uh, in some ways, I think you're saying episode nine is going to have a lot of rhythms with Revenge of the Sith that we begin in the wars kind of wrapping up and Mm -hmm. there's not really a focus on the big battle that finished the Clone Wars. The
4: focus is on Anakin's fall.
5: Right. Basically.
4: I think that's a great format. Yeah. I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. Revenge of the Sith is a great example. We, we skipped over all the Clone Wars. We didn't know a cartoon was coming at the yeah. time, so it was kind of like, uh, oh, okay. Um, and then I like where that ends up, and it ends up really tiny. And so that's a that's a great way to look at it. I hadn't ever really thought about
2: yeah. that. Yeah, mm. and it kind of positions Resistance not to be like the Clone Wars, which is an anthology that right. covers the whole war, but maybe a little bit more like um, we get to see kind of the war from the perspective of this one base. Because right. I get the sense they're not going to leave Colossus.
4: I mean, definitely right now, yeah. But we're like you said you just said we're, we're passing, we're going to pass the events of Force Awakens. They're watching Hucks give his on which we stand speech, yeah. which is the destruction of Hosnian Prime. So we're boom, we're gone, and then that's a couple of days before last Jedi, we got the yep. we, you know, we're there. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see if if those racers suddenly are fighting the war. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I kind of was wondering if like Colossus is gonna end up. Because there's that great line in the uh, the trailer about, oh, they might want to take us over because this is a perfect place perfect. to stage the war. Yeah, If they're going to be kind of like uh, almost England in World War II, like literally yes. this like little this, you know, defensive yeah. island that just keeps fighting that won't give, that won't break. And they can kind of tell the story of the war of like the First Order wants Colossus oh, Station, but our heroes who live there are never going to give it up kind of thing.
4: I like that. I yeah, like that a lot. It'd be
2: fascinating to me. Anyway, moving on. Do we think this is going to be a, a rich era to explore for years and years to come? Like, we can still tell stories about the Clone Wars. We can still tell lots of stories about the right. Galactic Civil War. Are the the orders blank war, whatever this is, <laughs> Are they are they going to be the same? Like the
4: Cold Cold War.
2: Yeah, this yeah. is where
5: I'm like, there's so much time, but then I'm like, oh, there, there has yeah. been aftermath. There's a lot of books. Yeah, uh, but I think that there is there is a lot to mine. Certainly with the mm. unknown regions, and immediately I go to Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I mean, mm. granted, they made it clear that it's going to be like new characters. Yeah. Right. So you know, but maybe we could know more about the unknown regions.
2: Yeah, what's going on in the unknown regions yeah. during this conflict? Sure,
5: yeah, sure. Sure. I think we'll get some books or something. I don't know if, or maybe an animated series, like you're saying, Ken, that could be interesting. It's possible. Look,
4: look yeah, again, going to the episode two, episode three model that, you know, the war's just begun, the rebellion's strong. I'm not the last Jedi, Rey is, blah, blah, blah. And then the opening crawl is the war has raged for a year. You know yeah. that we're going to have a lot of not to tell in that time. The uh, war has
2: raged. Rey has restarted. You know a Jedi school. Then you <laughs> then you could do a whole separate you know <laughs> cartoon yeah. that is the whatever wars. Yeah, that's years yeah. of storytelling. I uh, think there it is. the Whatever wars. The whatever wars. <laughs> Tune in soon. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, with Jennifer with your, your great point, but do you, how do we think the war will end? I think we're all in kind of agreement that episode nine will end by the emotional story of Kylo mm. and Rey. Mm-hmm. That is the story of the Skywalkers. Uh, but how do you think the actual war will end? Do you think it'll be like a... that The actual war is one and halfway through the movie and the rest is the emotional truth? Or do you think it's going to be a... We have to blow up whatever... MacGuffin, right? To end, to win the war at the end, space station MacGuffin. Yeah,
4: I, I am more and more on just in the course of the last five minutes, more and more <laughs> what what you brought out and what you're saying, Joseph. Where I think this has to uh, the the end. Comes and then we have to pick up the pieces and have time to pick it up. Yeah, that's more interesting. And and, and Kylo and the dark side and the big themes and you know does it stretch back to anything with Palpatine? Does it stretch back to what Snoke knew? I, I think we need to deal. That's more interesting to me too right now. And I love my wars. Yeah, so you all know. Uh, I I think you could tell that uh, that skirmish, the Cold War, the whatever war. I th- I think it has to end early in this movie. I yeah. really do mm-hmm. with a big. Not MacGuffin War, though, because I don't think the Resistance is going to e- even have the forces to. Yeah. It's got to be something else. Yeah. I, I last keep stand.
2: hammering away at this, and it's right on the border of speculating irresponsibly. Ooh,
4: we love that. <laughs>
2: but it would be a, such a great, interesting follow-up to Last Jedi. It was all about, for us to survive, we need that spark of hope. Even from Smoke, Snoke's perspective, that's mm-hmm. what Luke represents. He even says that, you know. Yeah. As long as the seed of the Jedi Order lives, there'll be hope. So if there was, like, this system that's crucial, like... Yeah. We get whatever group it is, the Rhodians, whoever. Yeah, and if we can get them decided with us, they can turn the tide. And if that's sort of the okay, the yeah. pressure point of can the resistance, can our heroes make enough people believe?
4: Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to two towers. A little bit. Battle of Helm's Deep. Now, Battle of Crates got some similarities. It's a last. It's the last ditch. We got to run and hide. We got to hope. You know, dawn on the fifth day. Yeah. Uh, and, and Luke kind of provides that. And, and, and so few get away. But you could do that on another scale, where I love this idea of about what you're saying. The, the elves got to show up. We got to get people to believe yeah, it. Gotta- maybe, maybe even the Battle of Minas Tirith, But 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 um, some are like, yeah, it's this big last stand. Yeah. You know, we don't want to call it that. That's not a good movie title. That's not worked <laughs> previously. <laughs> but something similar. Yeah. And then what I had that war ends with... It's maybe Kylo Ren dawn on the fifth day to the east. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's
2: great. Uh, What do you think the lessons will be for the galaxy? What do you think? Or the scars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Just hashtag believe Leia. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I I think hashtag believe Leia and also like, Maybe we should explore the unknown regions. Like it seems like there's some problems over there. <laughs> yeah, let's look into that before some on Vong co- let's, come let's over. Let's
4: not stop it, but two. Yeah. Seems like a nice place. Yeah. Good gift shop. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah.
2: Galaxy's edge now, but now it is just <laughs> galaxy's beginning. Jennifer, do you have any thoughts on the lessons or the scars?
5: Listen to the warning signs. Don't ever mm. trust. Uh, don't ever trust uh, uh, a man that has a very villainous accent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> just don't trust him. Sorry. Sorry, Jamry Irons. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, right? So what you're saying is if you f- if you look at someone and you think <laughs> that that's not just age or whatever, but it looks as though they are withered from internal evil to question.
5: I have a feeling that if I were to meet Palpatine or Snoke in person, my gut reaction would be like, this is not good. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> this is not can... a good.
5: Yeah. I don't believe in judging anybody by the way they look or yeah. judging a book by its cover, but I guarantee you guys. Yeah. Just that. D- I mean, come on. <laughs> just
2: that
6: would
5: creep me out.
2: Right. If you radiate evil, maybe people are going to question. Maybe. Yeah.
5: Maybe we should look into that a little bit, guys. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, we got a lot of good, good, just bullet points. Final fun question uh, for the, the main topic. If we were fighting in the whatever wars, who? what kind of fighter would we want to be or how would we want to be involved in the war? Like a fighter pilot or a spy, a Jedi Padawan, if Rey has them, or do you want to be neutral like DJ? What do you want? What do you want?
4: I, yeah, you know, there's um, there's definitely a part of me that, that, that uh, un- understands uh, DJ just in the sense of it's, uh, I'm lazy, and it's just, uh, you know, I <laughs> just want to go around. War Ravage Galaxy, yeah. it's not fun. It's not fun, you know? and, and he, he got in that jail cell to kind of get a good night's sleep and a meal, he, yep. he said in that one comic there. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I would, I'd be really interested in, in, in being uh, part of the, Part of the strategy team of the, of the resistance. Oh, yeah. How are yeah. we going to do this?
2: You want to be looking at the yeah. the circles on the, the <laughs> see-through <laughs> panels going there.
4: Yeah. Like, how do we, you know, we're underdogs. We're down in the fourth quarter. How do we win? Okay. You want to coach. I want to coach. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an Star offensive Wars coordinator coach. or a defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars coach. Take a knee, Rodians.
2: I got to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, Jennifer?
5: Oh, I would definitely be a spy. Uh, you know, I, I once met a gal in my acting class who was actually taking the acting class because she wanted to be uh, part of the FBI. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so fascinating. Where I was like, oh, I could play different characters, try on different accents. I like that because in that, that way I'm not having to be a Jedi where I'm going to have to pull out my lightsaber and, you know, potentially get killed. But a spy can just infiltrate, get information. There's a lot of risk with that, too, but I I think I could pull it off. Nice. I'd put on a British accent and go into the First Order. I like that. (laughs) Hello, governor. That's the one. I'm reporting for duty.
2: Seems perfectly normal here. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't sure about the accent, uh, but I was going to clear
4: her. It's a little off, but it leaves out. that accent to me.
2: (laughs) Uh, I would want to be a Jedi, Mm -hmm. but not a super brave one. (laughs) I... I would want to be a Jedi who does defense. I think more Jedi should fight this way tactically, where you don't run in front of all the troops. Oh, yeah. You're in back, like, uh, protected by, like, all sorts of armor. And the the troops are out there fighting, and you see a thing flying at them, and you use the force, and you throw it away from them. Yeah. And you just, you're up there in a safe tower at the back of the battlefield, (laughs)
4: throwing things. I, I think Yoda was trying to do that a little bit of the first Battle of Geonosis. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, take me to the command center. And then he's like, God, bless it. I got to go fight no, Dooku. I got to chase down Dooku. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I get that. Yeah. Padawan defense.
2: That's what I want to be. That is it for our main topic about the sequels, war, whatever they may be called.
4: Yeah. Fascinating stuff because it's so wide open. There's a lot of fun things to pull from it. I think that's part of the fun of the new era of Star Wars is there's still a lot of answers to Come our way. So, uh, if you guys have a thought, particularly like how do you how do we wrap up the war in episode nine? That's where I'm focusing right now. Uh, the The war does it start the movie? Does it? end the movies right in the middle. Let us know. We'll tell you where to reach out at the end of the show. Right now, we're going to do audience questions as we like to do. We uh, got some from Twitter. David McKay at channel uh, uh, channel uh, 019. It was because of channel 101, which is something uh, different here out in L.A. (laughs) back in the day. David McKay at channel 019 asks, uh, 2019 marks 20 years since the Phantom Menace, but it also means 20 years of Lego Star Wars. Do you have any favorite Lego Star Wars sets, video games, or animations? And what would you like to see from Lego Star Wars this year, 2019? Uh, Jen, I've seen you build some Legos on video.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you Check got your hands YouTube. dirty. Yeah, <laughs> Lego Lego <laughs> Channel. Uh, I, one of my favorite sets that I I got to work on was or got to build for the video was a Octo. Um, uh, Luke's hut, oh. the the detail in that was incredible. His little kitchen, his little sleeping area, there was a tiny little pork, Ray, Luke. And I just love how it was, you know, you build it, but then you can also really play with it. And it makes it very fun. Oh, that's so great. Huh? I don't know about what I would like to see this year, it depends, but I I wish that they would have made a caretaker set. Oh, the caretaker
2: party, like yeah. the cutscene. <laughs> sure,
5: sure. I, need, I just want to see the little, uh, you know, minifigures. figures, caretaker mini figures. Yeah. Caretaker oh, mini yeah. That's all I want.
4: Yeah. I do. I want like a because I have that that octo set, but it's in a, and it's in a box, but. I want like the big, supersized Octo set. Yeah, like, all of yeah. it—the tree, yeah, the the, cool. the, the the dark side uh, cave, Ooh. the the buried X-wing. Let's give it all, big five hundred dollar Lego set. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Joseph? I try not to collect the Lego because I just am afraid yeah. of uh, opening that door, and I already have an action figure uh, mm-hmm. issue of them consuming my home, like Porgs on the Falcon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw at the Lego store uh, the Vader's castle. Oh. Which is uh, it just I I love I anyth- any any oh of the dark side God. stuff that is made cute. You know there, that contrast <laughs> is funny <laughs> to me that you can get a little minifig of uh, <laughs> Vader floating in his little yes. vat. Like no. oh come on, so awesome!
4: Uh, oh uh, yeah, there's also the 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 Revenge of the Sith uh, Vader. You know, oh mask the, the, is put on the yeah final the Anakin scene? construction. Yeah, I've yeah. Lo-
2: I've almost picked that up. I've so, come so
4: close to myself. I yeah. know what you mean where it's like little. Little cute emperor,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: look at him! He's all angry.
2: I think I, I don't know if they made this because I know they made just a, a ton of stuff in '99 yep. and in 2000 yep. for Phantom Menace. But if they've never made a No Confidence Vote set where you could get little Senate pods <laughs> and it's just <laughs> little Senator Palpatine whispering Gosh, in New Year," that. that'd be great.
4: Oh, we need that more. Uh, than yeah,
2: and then for Lego <laughs> content, uh, a scene that always jumps out to me is that FreeMaker Adventures. Yeah, uh, they have the droid Roger who uh, had been cut apart by all the famous Jedi and put back together. And sort of to help Rowan, yeah. it was kind of painful for, for him. But he replayed all of the memories of being cut apart, so <laughs> Rowan could learn different fighting That's styles. Really. So I always thought that
4: was such a neat, That's weird idea. Very I love so that funny. content. Very Douglas Adams like yeah. a weird way. I uh, love the love all that stuff there. Yeah, I, I talked about the Lucas. I, I that Vader's castle. I, I so cool. I, I, I'm hovering around it. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't saved up my allowance money yet, but I got it. Um, you talk about 1999. I still have the the ATSD, the tie interceptor, and the The Boo 1, the N1 Starfighter. I still have that set from 99. Wow. Uh, Out of the box, I built them. Now I just don't have the room. So they're they're wrapped up in a tote somewhere. And I I have good, yeah, there was something pretty exciting. As a Lego fan, going back to the early 80s for me to finally see Star Wars in that form Mm -hmm. because I collected space Legos because they didn't have Star Wars Legos yet. Yeah, (laughs) I had a little Space Man minifig. Right. Uh, I mean, that meant a lot to me. So it's good. And the video games, that first round of video games was great. The Force Awakens game's good, too. They didn't make a Last Jedi one. I think you could have there. you could have had the the caretaker party yeah um those like those first ones are so simple they're so simple they were so great I could talk about Lego for a long time but we don't want to we're gonna move on David great <laughs> question Jamie at Jamie 1776 good novel by David McCullough uh my episode nine title predictions this is from Jamie it will contain four words it will, it will contain of the. Uh, my Episode 9 Title Suggestions, Episode 9, End of Resistance, Episode 9, Fall of the Resistance. E- wow, ooh, that's dark. Episode 9, Siege of the Resistance, and Episode 9, Duel of the Fates, which is interesting. All right, thoughts and predictions. Yep, a lot of people talking about the title this past week or so. Uh, a lot of people asking what our thoughts are and giving their thoughts as well. So, Jamie, great question. Uh, Joseph, you got a name here? I don't have a name. Yeah. Uh, here, here's what I got.
2: I bullet pointed it so I didn't talk too long. So, very quickly... I think we need to know the story. I think it's going to be hard to predict. I think it's going to be very story specific Mm. because they've used a lot of the key words like force and Jedi. And I don't think even if it is a little bit of the story, I don't think it can be as dark as uh, these are great titles. But I don't think to end the Skywalker saga, they're going to say like death of everyone you love. Like, I don't think they're going to go as dark as something like fall of the resistance. I could be wrong. Uh, I think JJ has shown he doesn't like pulpy titles, so I don't think we're going to get anything like Attack of the Clones or, or even Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Right. So I think it's going to be much more standard. Um, I think here's my biggest prediction. Mm-hmm. I think the word hope might be in it because yeah. I think that would be a great thing. And I saw somebody else uh, uh, saying that. So I know that's not uh, brilliant by thought by me. Um but I think hope is a really, really big possibility. Yeah. And my last prediction is I think it might ultimately be about Kylo, whatever the title is. Mm. Uh, I,
4: I yes, like
2: I th- it, like the way the Last Jedi is. No, it's just about
4: Luke. It's that's that's what it means. It's Luke. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- I like that, Jen.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's so complicated. I, I, I there's just so much at play. Rise of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Rise of the New Order. Uh, it's got to be somewhat like mysterious. But also, like you're saying, Joseph, like leading you into a character or a moment or something that will ask. It asks a big question that will be answered yeah. in mm-hmm. the film. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have no
4: idea. Like, I was oh, episode nine, The Last Hope. Oh, wait, they just had That's, Last. I exactly, <laughs> right. My mind went to that, too. it was like, yeah. if they didn't just do The Last Jedi, I would go with The Last <laughs> <laughs> Hope. Yeah. 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 Episode nine. Hope. Yeah. That's what it is. Hope. <laughs> Yeah. rise of hope, the hope hope question mark Star so Wars episode 9 resistances are built on hope uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I, oh? I, I, the the biggest takeaway and I don't really dive too much into the title questions and uh, and when they show up you know we, we have a gut reaction I've loved these two titles you know I didn't like uh, Attack of the Clones I'm still kind of, I love it more now than I did then Empire Strikes yeah. Back is wonderfully awkward it's literally just the plot of the movie. It is. Yeah.
2: It's, it's like Mary Poppins Returns. That's <laughs> what happens. Yeah. That's what's going on.
4: So, but uh, I, I think being around Kylo, that's that's where I'd hedge some bets. Yeah. that, that That's where this all ends up. Uh, all right. Thank you, Jamie. We go to Patreon. We like to take questions and comments from our Patreon supporters there. Jeff Wood says, the two best Star Wars experiences lately for me personally have been the Rebels episodes where Kanan dies. I cried because we were really connected to him and that damn good music from Kevin Kiner. Agreed. And the World Between Worlds connected connecting everything together from Mortis and Clone Wars. What are the experiences that have made you all feel something lately? And do you think it's easier to feel things with longer TV arcs versus shorter movie arcs, which is a comment about modern storytelling mm. here. Jennifer, mm. have you cried lately?
5: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, I, you know, I'm all about a moments. I'm a moments person. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause when I think about acting, I think about a great scene, you know, Give me a one good scene that I can sink my teeth into and that'll make me happy. The first thing that jumped out was Solo. And when solo, when that the music was pumping right in the beginning, when uh, Han is in a speeder, I was just so excited and elated and it was so new and different. And it, I loved that I had to eat my words that I didn't want a Han Solo film because <laughs> in that moment I was like, I love this Han Solo film. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really got me. It got me a little emotional. So mm-hmm. I didn't cry. But yeah. it's a fun, fun moment. It's
4: good. Yeah. Joseph,
5: lately? Yeah,
2: solo. Like, honestly, rewatching it, yeah. again, I still had that very, very strong reaction. Like, uh, when Han and Shui put their hands on things, when Han mm-hmm. first jumps behind the controls and has that moment of appreciating it and then flies into action, uh-huh. it still makes me cheer every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you just talked about it a lot on your lightsaber episode, but that Obi Wan mall fight for mm-hmm. Rebels just still uh, affects me every time I think about it, every time. Yeah. Uh, I watch it, and then the last one is I finally got around to reading Dark Disciple and finished it. And mm. just uh, Asaja's story and the way it's told really, really uh, affected me.
4: Mm. Yeah, uh, there for for me, uh, so solo because that's the big one this year. It, the I, I, you just meant the, when they both jumped the light speed at the end when they put their hand on it together. Yeah. It's 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 cute in a way. I remember my girlfriend saw it the first time in the theater. Went
0: Aww.
4: Aww. um, but it, it gets me a little welled up when you think about it, if if you are such a fan of them as characters, and that's that's their first, are t- they're, they're heading out to the galaxy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but they're they're finally free, free. They're and both they're, free, and they need each other. And maybe
2: Chewie knows it, but Han doesn't. But
4: they're together. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's a great moment there. I I still re-watch and anytime I watch Last Jedi, Yoda. The, it's the not just the Yoda scene overall, but it's that end beat uh, of of we're who they grow past. And, and the music plays. I love Yoda's theme and it kind of fades out and it's just this quiet moment mm. as Luke's it, it, pulling it all into his brain there and ruminating on things and that connects to to, to the childhood enjoyment and enlightenment of Star Wars and that, that really affected yeah. me. And rewatching, uh, going back to Clone Wars, you talked about season three. Uh, for some reason, it got me more on a rewatch lately was Sabine, the Darksaber and her breakdown. It's it, Tia Car? great moment. Yeah. Talking about actors and voice actors and what mm-hmm. they can do. They are they're not just doing voices in a room man. they're acting. And her breakdown got to me like in this. Like, wow, that that's a powerful moment for that character there. And as far as the bigger question of storytelling, that's something that's something that I'm having discussion a lot off air with people. Where's a modern audience, I think more use or more apt to be interested in longer arcs, television arcs. We're used to these 10 episodes. I think it would have worked for Solo. I'm glad it was a movie, but I think
2: it, yeah. it's, it's yeah. there. And movies with long, long arcs that yes. connect, like Marvel, and, yeah. and the payoff of Luke and Leia seeing each other again and all that. But oh, great yeah, question. absolutely.
4: Dylan Cicero's got our final one today. the day. What scene in Star Wars would you have wanted to be in as a side or background character? How would you have reacted uh, in the event unfolding in front of you? What line of dialogue <laughs> would you say? All right. This can be a little there.
5: Okay, so I would either be in A New Hope when Ponda Baba loses his arm (laughs) or in the cantina, or I would either be in Jabba's palace when uh, Leia shows up as as Bausch Boosh, whatever, and says the thermal detonator line. Mm. And I just want to be a gigantic, this massive (laughs) creature that looks really menacing, but to be like, oh my. (laughs) to do it like as if I'm mortified I'm an upper crust alien who's found themselves in this terrible situation what have I stumbled upon Ghastly people.
4: Do so you a want a monocle answer. to fall out?
2: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> if your, I have a monocle <laughs>
5: again, I'm going back to my British yeah. love for all things British.
4: <laughs> nailed that's what you I nailed want. that answer, Jeff. Yeah. You nailed that. You, answer. I you thought it. About That's it. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Jeff. What do you have?
2: Oh yeah, man, I could think of a million of these, but what jumped to yeah. my mind is the, this person who has survived everything on crate mm. and is following the crystal critters, seeing if they can make it out, and then. Seeing Ray lift all of those rocks uh, and just a quick <laughs> shot to me going, What? <laughs> She's a Jedi. And like everybody else being like, Yeah, we talked about it. So she has a lightsaber. That's good. I love
4: that. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's so funny. You could, it, the answer would change with every episode. What pops to mind, if a scene actually exists, I'd like to be an, an echo base on Han, <laughs> and I'd like to be the guy that in the background just goes, It's metal. And just when the Imperial (laughs) probe droid shows up, I love that. What what is that? Uh, That's funny. Here's metal. (laughs) Here's what what I thought you
2: were gonna say. What's that? I thought you were gonna want to be a guy who is like one beat off on the cheer when the first
4: transport is away. You're like, (laughs) hey, and you're like, ah, oh, sorry, I missed it. (laughs) That guy too. That guy too. I don't know. And then I would like to be at the party on end. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, so I yeah. proved this weekend. I like to have a good time every now and then. I'm a I'm a I'm a isolated solitary kind of person most of the time, but then I like to party every now and then. I'd like to dance with an Ewok, watch at Wedge just kind of <laughs> kind of dancing, you know, <laughs> clapping with Lando. No music, just some Yubnub in the yeah. background. Oh but, my god great question Dylan Jeff we appreciate it Jamie David thank you all for your questions if you have a question or comment uh, on today's main topic or more you can reach out on Twitter at four Center pod or Facebook pages four center podcast website is fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. on that site you will find an address that you can uh, send us stuff and I do want to do a shout up here we got Caleb sent us two wonderful original watercolor paintings one of Kylo Wren one of a stormtrooper, and uh, we, we appreciate it, Caleb. We got it. Uh, we'll uh, send a picture out uh, soon on our Instagram page there. So go to forcecenterpod.podomatic.net if you want to reach out that way. Uh, Public has our shirts, teepublic.com slash user slash center. Tweet us your merch pics, and we'll reshare those. We're available a lot of places, including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on YouTube, that animated databank brawl is rolling. We appreciate all of your action on the comments and the likes there. Whoo, it's... We got to break those algorithms, Joe.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's growing, but it's got to keep moving.
4: <laughs> yeah, and uh, finally, on Patreon.
2: That's right. You can go to patreon.com slash force center. We're going to be adding some new bells and whistles soon. Uh, but if you haven't heard it yet, we did break a, a, a goal a while back, and we have new music on Star Wars Counseling. Thanks to you, Tony Thaxton made it. It's great. Thank you so much for making that happen Go to patreon.com slash to help more.
4: Absolutely. Tony's so great. Uh, does, uh, um, you know? Eventually, it's going to be all of our shows. It, it, we mm-hmm. make goals, but it, it, each time, it's a treat, so we appreciate that, Tony. All right. We're almost out of here. Jennifer, let them know where they can find you.
5: You can find me on Twitter or Instagram, where I'm posting lots of Jabba love. Uh, Facebook. <laughs>
2: you are. Right.
5: I love Jabba, like, like Diego yeah. Luna. just want to touch him. Uh, at Jennifer Landa. That's where you can find me.
2: For for (laughs) Java love, Jennifer, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can find me uh, appreciating Java. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Joseph Scrimshaw, uh, if you want to check out that uh, Adult Swim show that I've been working on, that's uh, called Tig Tone, and like I said, it's uh, Sundays at Midnight on Adult Swim, or the first two episodes are up on AdultSwim.com, and if you're in the San Francisco area, I am coming there uh, to do some shows, uh, an episode of my podcast Obsessed, and then I'll be a guest on Bill Corbett's Bill Corbett's Funhouse podcast, so go to my website josephscrimshaw.com for info on that.
4: Absolutely. You can follow me at Ken Knapps. i go to knapsackfiles.podomatic.net for more. I will be in New York with the live Schmodown crew, but also hosting Mark Ellis's comedy show on the 25th of January, Schmodown's the 26th. Tickets for the comedy show are markellislive.com. All right, that is it. So for the first order, we hope you lose. We'll see you next time here on Force